Statement yesterday from the Alberta Government Minister of Tourism and Sport, Joseph Schell, or Schell rather, uh, says based on current bid estimates, hosting the 2030 Commonwealth Games could result in a cost of up to $2.6 billion. Corporate sponsorship model and limited broadcast revenue for the Commonwealth Games would have put 93% of those costs and risks on taxpayers. That is why we have made the decision not to continue pursuing the bid for the 2030 Commonwealth Games. Well, joining us to talk about that decision, very pleased to welcome to the program here this morning, Concordia University economist Moshe Lander joining us. Moshe, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Good morning. So what do you think the Alberta government made this decision, and was it the right decision? It was completely the right decision, and thank goodness that they had the common sense to back away from the Commonwealth Games before they decided to pursue a bid. It, the, these large-scale events don't make money, and I know you and I, Rob, spoke uh, repeatedly during the Calgary 2026 uh, thought process that that was a bad idea. If you can't make money on the Olympics, you're certainly not going to make money on the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, I do wonder to what extent what happened in Australia has affected the thinking here. Once we saw, not just that Australia pulled out, but I mean, the reason they pulled out, because uh, the costs were were kind of spiraling out of control for them. Do you think that had a big impact on Alberta's decision? I hope it did, and I hope it does for anybody else that's thinking about bidding for these games. Uh, these these events keep going up in, in price, but it's not just that they go up in price. It's that whatever number the government puts forward at the time that they bid, you can almost always double that because, like any good renovation project, whatever you're told, uh, double that because there's always going to be surprises. There's always going to be unexpected twists and turns along the way. And there's also going to be inflation, which is something that the world has been dealing with for the last 18 months. And that's going to drive up the price of everything, uh, not just groceries, but large-scale events. Yeah, it's crazy what these these big events have turned into. I mean, obviously, I mean, Edmonton hosted the Commonwealth Games once upon a time. Calgary hosted the Winter Olympics once upon a time. But it's a very different world. I mean, I was reading just recently, you got Vancouver and Toronto are going to be hosting some World Cup soccer games in 2026 in stadiums that already exist. I think like five games and both cities are looking at costs of around $300 million just for that. Like it's it's a whole other kind of ball game now, isn't it? It is, and part of that is if you want to if you want to lay the blame at somebody, blame it blame it on the the Dream Team in 1992, uh, because they really turned these events into professional events, and so all of a sudden, amateur athletes that could compete in second-rate stadiums and second-rate facilities on second-rate tracks now all of a sudden it became a very very professional event, and of course that starts to bring in the broadcast dollars as well, and so people start really watching, and now the countries are competing with each other to make sure that they put on the best facilities in the best way possible. And so those types of things drive the cost higher and higher. And there's this element that we want to make sure that it's better than the last one. I I think you're old enough to remember, like me, uh, Juan Antonio Samaranch, when he was the head of the IOC, would always come out and uh, everybody would lean in to listen. Is he going to say that these are the best games ever? You want that tag attached to you. And so now price becomes no object, or at least for non-democratic countries and for democratic countries, they're figuring how am I going to face a taxpayer and tell them price is no object. What about the argument about, you know, these legacy projects? You know, the idea that uh, hosting the games might have meant some upgrades to Edmonton's Commonwealth Stadium might have helped Calgary get a field house, these kinds of arguments. It's, it's a great argument, except for, as we've seen, these things last for 50 years or more. And so if you need two weeks of hosting the Commonwealth Games to make your economic argument as to why Calgary needs a field house, guess what? Calgary doesn't need a field house. 
Uh, if that field house is going to be profitable or if it's going to be good for the community, then it should be irrespective of what two weeks of hosting this event does. And if that's what's needed to get the federal government's attention or the provincial government's attention, then you're not making the argument well enough. Uh, it, it really shouldn't matter when you're going to talk about 50 years. But even there, the issue, of course, is take a look uh, out in Calgary's West End and look at a, a decaying uh, ski jump, bobsleigh run uh, up at the U of C campus. The the oval is now starting to reach its natural limit. And of course, we've had a bruising battle for years about what to do with the Saddle Dome, which was at least in part built for the Olympics. And so these legacy infrastructure projects can sometimes become more damaging than they are beneficial. The things like roads and uh, sea train and LRT expansion, that's, that's all great. Uh, but you can make that argument without having to host a large-scale event. Right. So there's an argument to be made as to why we need a certain piece of, of infrastructure or why something, you know, that we already have needs some upgrades that we need to make that case independently. And and, and can be made independently, right? Commonwealth Stadium is decaying. Banff Stadium is decaying. And so, you know, if you want to continue to have high-quality CFL uh, in those two cities, uh, fine, Edmonton can't win on their home field anyway, but that's a different story. If you want to have high-quality events, uh, you know what? Do we need to upgrade a 50-year-old stadium, or can we build a more modest, say, 30,000-seat stadium in maybe a more convenient location for both of those stadiums that's going to last us another 50 years rather than trying to fix and repair something that's reached the end of its natural shelf life? I I think you can make that argument without having to say we need the Commonwealth Games to do it. Well, it's interesting. I mean, if Alberta had gone ahead, you know, for now, they would have been the only candidate uh, for the 2030 Games. And as it stands now, there's uh, nobody to host in 2026 and nobody stepping up to do so. So it's a pretty empty field. That that, that should tell us a lot, shouldn't it? It should. And and I've, I've made the argument for years now, even going back to the 2026 Calgary bit, uh, let these things die. Um, they made sense in a time where travel was much more expensive. And so bringing all of the amateur athletes together under one umbrella made a certain amount of logistical sense, given the difficulty in travel. But now that these athletes are professionals or almost professionals or amateur slash professional, the the reality is that the the Commonwealth Games, the Olympic Games, are one stop on a multi-city tour now that all of these different uh, sporting events have their own leagues, their own tours, their own travel schedules. So in the same way that, say, in tennis, you have the four Grand Slam events, in golf, you have the four Grand Slam events, in cycling, you have the three Grand Tours, you could easily label that this Javelin event is a Grand Slam event, and it comes around every year or every four years, and you don't need the umbrella of the Olympics or the Commonwealth Games to to call it that. So um, just abolish it and let the javelin throwers travel wherever it is that their schedule takes them. And some events are more important than others. And you can easily do that by just classifying them as you earn more points here, you earn more dollars here, there's bigger sponsorship dollars there. Uh, and, And then you really don't need these games anymore. We'll see where it all goes from here. Moshe, appreciate the analysis, the insight. Thanks for making some time for us here this morning.